So Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with our Ramadan, Taraweeh, Iftar together, community, safety, health, securities, families. I was talking to a visitor yesterday from the Salvation Army, you know, Christian, 20 years old. 20 years old, he says that he read the Old Testament in Hebrew, and he's trying to read the Bible in Hebrew, and he's coming to learn and read also the Quran. I was just full of respect. 20 years old, subhanAllah, and he's so keen and so serious to learn. He wanted to learn to find out the truth. And we have the truth, subhanAllah. We have it in its pristine, in a way, protected and preserved by Allah. Allah took charge and taking credit for preserving the deen. The Muslims are the weakest ummah on the face of the earth. Brother Zirist, yeah? the most corrupt country on the face of the earth are the Muslim countries. The most tyrannical regime are the Muslim regime. The most ignorance of civilization at the moment are the Muslim countries. But our religion, subhanAllah, is the strongest, the one that absolutely nobody can beat in any argument. From any angle, historical, intellectual, scientific, any, any way you look at it, it's just so, so strong. And one of those miracles is Ramadan. <laughs> you know? An ummah that is chaos in every way, shape and form, they know per second what time is sunset. <laughs> Billion people, they know exactly when is sunrise. They know exactly what Maghrib time is. They know exactly what Fajr time is. We can be organized, you know? Billion people, they, you know, in hundreds of millions in every country, they break their fast together on uh, Azan time. <laughs> no second before, no second after. So you can never do that in the most sophisticated of society. The highest intellectual. If you get a thousand of them in a, in a hole, you cannot control them. If you get a thousand genius together and say, okay, ready, steady, we're going to stand together in a line. You will never get the line we're making salah. You will take about half an hour sorting them out and still some people will be looking back and looking left and looking right. But subhanAllah, 30, 40, even hundreds of nationalities at the Kaaba, with millions of people now in Ramadan doing i'tikaf around the Kaaba, more crowded than Hajj. When the Imam says, Istaw, he said in Arabic, and there is a thousand languages in the, in the Haram, he says, straighten your line. And you find perfect circles happening around the Kaaba in no time. That's our religion. That's what we follow. The truth is obvious and vivid, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always say. Yeah, so we need to be so grateful and thankful for, to Allah that he gave us another Ramadan. And we make dua as the Sahaba used to do for Allah to accept our Ramadan and to give us another mini Ramadan with the state of Iman. The Prophet said, if the people know the beauty and the value and the virtue of Ramadan, they wish the whole year is Ramadan. If we really know what Allah is doing in the background for us to be able to just open and read the Quran, 
No, no, nothing that, yeah, in Ramadan is so easy. Just to put your hand in the pocket and get the sadaqah. It is so easy in Ramadan to invite people, to go and visit people, to say, this is incredible, it's miraculous. And that's why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stopped the whisperer from affecting us because he wants us to achieve good deeds. He wants us to achieve ranks in Jannah. The Prophet said to the Sahabi, Sahabi says, give me the best advice. He says, alayka bisawm. Fasting, nothing equal to it. Fasting, because that is something is between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nobody on the face of the earth will know that you're fasting unless you tell them. Nobody on the face of the earth. Only Allah knows that you're fasting. And that's why it's beautiful. Because it's something that it grows your consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even though you'll be tired and thirsty and hungry and this. And the food is there. You don't touch it. Why? Because you believe 100% Allah will reward you for this feeling. Allah is watching. Allah commanded. Allah made it mandatory. All this comes in Ramadan. We will miss Ramadan absolutely 100%. But... What we learn from Ramadan should carry on. Ramadan is a training for the whole 11 months. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it mandatory in Ramadan to stop eating and drinking, which is halal. It is food and drink is halal. But now it's haram. You can't drink now. <laughs> water becomes haram. <laughs> Muslims are crazy. Water haram. Yeah, haram water. Do you do qurban Allah akbar on the water to make it halal? <laughs> no, we don't do that. You wait till Maghrib time. Then becomes halal. But the whole 11 month, there is so many things we're supposed to fast from. Yeah? Our life, our whole life, we're supposed to fast from haram things. We cannot, you know, lie, we cannot cheat, we cannot betray others, we cannot eat or drink the haram things, we cannot, you know, so many small things Allah says, your whole life are fasting. From what displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Ramadan is a training month to give us the change that Allah expects from us in the whole in the whole year. And the best example for us, of course, are the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. They were fasting since they became Muslim, they did fasting, which is you know, the spiritual fasting from haram. Abstain from haram, keeping away from haram, and doing what is halal. The Prophet ﷺ used to describe them, you know. One of the Sahaba, his name, Abu Talha. And the Prophet liked him so much from Medina. Ansari, he says, لَصَوْتُ أَبُوْ طَلْحَ فِي الْحَرْبِ The voice, only the voice, because of the iman of this man. His voice in the battlefield, better than a thousand men. <laughs> Can you imagine the Prophet ﷺ say this about you? Yeah? Can we imagine the Prophet say, oh, just the presence of Ricky in the group, better than a thousand men. That's what we expect. We do, we do expect the Prophet to be impressed by our dedication, even though we're minority, even though we live in a Muslim country, even though we, we have so many other things. The Prophet say, the best charity you give when you're young and keen to save. Wa <laughs> You're young, healthy, you have plan and dream and ambitions, and you give. This is better than being old and gray and frail and says, ah, better give sadaqah. So this is not the same. 
when you give when you really need it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that this have a bigger merit than the normal one the Prophet as the Sheikh said yesterday in his dua actually in the dua of Khatm al-Quran he says the hadith of the Prophet the Prophet said I miss my beloved I miss my brothers you know and the Sahaba says aren't we your brothers he says no you are my companion you see me, I see you, you follow my example, you ask me, I answer you, you're learning from me directly. My beloved one, my real brothers are those who will come after I pass away. And they still believe me and they still follow me. And the dua was, oh Allah, make us among those that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned in that hadith. You know, to be from that category, it takes an effort. It's not easy. It's not easy. We all know it's not easy. To wake up and come for Fajr, to turn the TV off, to turn the website off. You know, the Prophet said that the looks that you keep away from haram, just the look like that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill your heart with sweetness that nothing in this life can, can replace it. Just to say, oh, turn this TV off, change the channel. You know, we do it all the time, but we need to do it because we are fasting. Yeah, in our life, we fast from looking at this haram thing. We fast from saying this, this kind of thing. We fast from reading this kind of stuff. That is that what Ramadan is teaching us. And Abu Talha and Abu Bakr and Uthman, we mention all those names in Ramadan. These are our role model. This what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, these are men. Min al-mu'minina rijal. These are men that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, follow their example. But these men were made by women, subhanAllah. Abu Talha became Muslim as a dowry to his wife. His Islam is what his wife says as a condition. You want to marry me? Become Muslim. Yeah? Her name is Ar-Rumaysa, radiallahu anha. The Prophet sallallahu told her, I saw you in Jannah. If he says her husband's voice in the battlefield, is like an army, he told the wife, you are from the people of Jannah. Can you imagine, she's living on earth and she knows that she's she got a place booked already. Subhanallah, why? Why? Because she is one of this lady that actually traveled from Medina to Mecca to invite the Prophet She is one of the elite of Ansar, one of the first people to become Muslim in Medina. From when Mus'ab ibn Umair came to Medina to invite and talk about Islam, one of the first people was this lady, radiallahu anha. And her son is one of that served the ummah more than anybody else, really. Anas ibn Malik. Anas ibn Malik is, he lived, he, he was the last Sahabi to die. He lived for a very long time, teaching almost every day. And he was 10 years old when the Prophet ﷺ arrived in Medina. Can you imagine? 10 years old. And his mother says, you stay with the Prophet. <laughs> Don't worry, just grabbed from his hand and says, you stay here. And she said to the Prophet ﷺ, make dua for him. Subhanallah. Can you imagine the mothers? This is, this is the real Muslim. She asked the Prophet to make dua for Anas. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Allahumma barik lahu. Oh Allah, bless him in his life and in his earning. Make him live for long and earn plenty of halal money. He says, Ana akthar al-ansar malan. He was one of the richest among the ansar. And he says, I don't know how many 
of my you know, grandchildren I have now, my daughter tells me there is about 121. <laughs> because he doesn't know them. So his, one of the daughters says, you have 121. And this is in his narration, radiallahu anhu. So Anas, radiallahu anhu, Roma's son with the, with, with the Prophet sallallahu since he was 10 till the Prophet sallallahu passed away. Yeah. Rumaysa radiallahu had an amazing story. I finish with this one, subhanallah. When she married Abu Talha, they had a son. His name like Umair. And he was very, two or three years old, he got very sick. Very sick. And Abu Talha was so attached to that son, and very, very worried. He's between the mosque with the Prophet and rushing home to check on his son. Rushing to the Prophet rushing home to check on his son. And one day that son was absolutely so severely sick that he passed away while Abu Talha was out. She knows how much this will, will really upset him. So he comes late home, asks, how is Umair? And she said, Ahsan mayakun or Askan mayakun. He is much better now. Wallahi, you know, our woman will be wailing and screaming, and you know, you need to call the ambulance for the mothers, yeah? Forget the husband himself. So she told, she kept, how did she control that herself and emotions that her husband comes? And she said, Askan, he is more peaceful now. Alhamdulillah, he is very good now. That's it. Food, give him the meal, you know, had a shower, everything, just normal life. And they went to sleep. And in the morning, she told him, she said to him, if we borrowed something from somebody and they ask for it back, do we give it or do we get upset if they ask for it? <laughs> and he says, of course we give it back. She said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took Umair. He took him back. He passed away last night. He got really, really angry. He was really upset. Upset that she did not tell him straight away. And he rushed to the Prophet and complained about, look at how they respect the Prophet. Everything, they just go to the Prophet how lucky they were. Everything, they just go and tell the Prophet this, this has happened yesterday, and my wife didn't tell me. The Prophet ﷺ made dua for him. Barakallah lakuma. May Allah bless your progeny. Inshallah, you will have amazing you know, offspring. They say that she became pregnant and gave birth to a boy. His name is Abdullah. The narration says, from Abdullah, 17 of his grandchildren were hafiz or imam in Medina. Subhanallah. From that mother, this is the yeah, Rumaysa radiallahu anha. So this is the spirit of Ramadan. These people really fasted their life. Not just food and drink. Their behavior, their way of life, avoiding haram, doing what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like. This is the spirit of Ramadan that we don't want to miss. We don't want to lose. We don't want to waste after Ramadan. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this Ramadan the best Ramadan and not make it the last Ramadan for any of us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our fasting. 
We ask Allah to accept our Quran tilawat. We ask Allah to accept our salat and sadaqah. We ask Allah to increase us in good deeds. We ask Allah to forgive our shortcoming. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us and our family, to protect us and our family, and to raise our rank in the dunya and akhirah. Wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad. Wa jazakumullah khair.